This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Hello, hello. Welcome to all our regional listeners joining me for the first time. Five past nine. Great to be with you. Sabrina Hahn, well, she's kind of Lara Bingle lately. Sabby, where the bloody hell are you? <laughs> I'm down in beautiful Jalore up. <sighs> so in amongst the, the trees, well, what's left, I'm here with the the people trying to save the Jalore up corridor. So um, they're doing a, a special high tea of which... I will be doling out jokes and cakes. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Lucky to all of those who've purchased a high tea ticket. But, you know, you, those of you at home get that for free every week between 9 and 10. You just... So true. Doling so true, out your jokes as you cake. do. No, that's true. That's cake, true. No cake. Um, have you had a good week? Road. Yeah, it's been fantastic because um, I had I've had all family there, so mm. I've had my youngest and the the new the new kitty on the block, Evie. Yes, only three four months old, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they left on Friday, uh, and now I might be able to move around the house again, <laughs> not tripping over various toys and not you know oh, tiptoeing because the baby's There's so much stuff they have for <laughs> babies. Oh yeah, and that's the other thing, creeping into the house quietly. I was going to say, actually, if quietly. a baby is a descendant of yours, surely it could sleep through anything. And she does, actually. Yeah. It's marvellous. Yeah. <laughs> She'd need to be able to. Uh, how are things in the garden? Well, um, all, my, all the summer flowering annuals are finished, but I like to let them go to seed. So now it looks like sort of a half-dead garden. Mm. But that's okay because okay. then... I don't bother harvesting the seed. I just let it do its own thing, which is really lazy probably. But if I harvest the seed, then I put them somewhere and I can't find them the next year. Yeah, yeah, that makes it a little bit difficult. Hey, um, nice presence on social media this week, a few little videos, which I thought were quite impressive. You showing off your umbrella and how to cover your plants on those hot days. Yeah. I was taking furious notes. we are. I know, we've decided that um, I'm going to go into movie star role next year. I'm going to cut a few just little, you know, one-minute videos yeah. on what what to do right now, right now. <laughs> and then it's all going to take off and video will kill the radio star and, you know, I'll no, be left finding no. someone new while I look up no. on my screen and, you know, you're running ah. one of those gardening shows or something. I find that highly unlikely. Number one, I never keep to a script. Number two, I hate having to put makeup on. Number three, I'll be coming into the ABC in one of those little walker machine things, Ro. Don't you worry about that. No, you're made for roots and shoots. This is this is your place. So if you want to get in touch with Sab, give us a call, 1300 222 720. If you've got a question on the text, send it through 0437 922 720. And unfortunately, we still have to give you that whopping great long email address in order to get your photos if you want Sab to have a look. A few of your emails have come through already, which is fabulous. Perth Weekends, all one word, all lowercase, S on the end, Perth Weekends, at your 
www.abc.net.au. I'll give it mm, maybe two more times during the show. Otherwise, if you're missing it, just call Eb on 1300-222-720 and she'd love to repeat it to you five times so that you can <laughs> send it through <laughs> your pictures to Sabrina. Gosh, I'm going to be excited when we get a new system that can, you know, oh, handle those photos. Is but it coming? Our listeners don't want to hear about this. Anyway, I'll get in trouble from Eb. Let's go to our caller. Stephanie in Joondalup has been waiting patiently since the start of the show. Hey, Steph, how are you going? I'm fine. Good morning, Rowan. Seb, thank you for your wonderful show. You're welcome. Oh, our pleasure. <laughs> um, my partner has a south-facing house in Naranda that yeah. is going on the market mid-January. I need to right. improve the street appeal. So I'm looking for plants to plant around <laughs> under the eaves. Yeah. Um, at the front. Yeah. Just wondering okay, what you so might recommend. So it's facing south, so it's in shade. Yes. yes. You know, early yeah. morning sun, but then in shade. Okay, and then it's shade. All righties. So you're going to have to get something of a decent size for it to make any impact whatsoever. Yes. So you're going to have to go for something in a 25 or 30 litre pot. It's going to be more expensive, but, um, you know. Uh, yes. Now, ha- has has he done any soil improvement? I will be doing that. Okay. He won't be. Cool. I will be. <laughs> okay. Because um, I would suggest that you – so you're in Joondalup. The soil's really bad. You will. You must get some wetting agent, some compost but and clay. But he's in the randa. The house oh, he's is in, in Naranda. Yeah. Well, same. Well, okay. Sort of the same deal yes. anyway. You still need yes, train yes. compost and wetting agent and all that sort of thing. So, for that um, particular position, because you're not going to get full day sun, but you still want something that will survive on two waterings a week, you're going to, I would steer towards native or Mediterranean plants. So um, so there are uh, some melaleucas that will grow in that position. You don't want, you don't want anything above a metre, yeah, or do you want That's right, that's or... right. No, 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 okay, a so, metre. Okay, so there's um, uh, melaleuca little nessie will grow in that position. Then uh, you've got Westringia Aussie box, will grow there. Uh, then you've got all the different Corias, C-O-R-R-E-A. There's lots of different Corias to choose from. Uh, the other one you could use is Brachycema, which I think has just had a name change, but it'll still be under Brachycema, uh, which is the Swan River, the Swan Myrtle Pea. Um, uh, that's going to get you off to a good start. And then the other thing you could use is um, Raphaelepsis Cosmic White. Thank you, Sam. That, that'll <laughs> give you a good run. <laughs> good on you, yeah. Stephanie. Good luck with that and good luck putting the house on the market in January. Hopefully Sab's advice pays for itself, so to speak, and mm. all is yeah. good. Uh, let's head to Norma. She's in Waikiki. Hey, Norma. Hello. Hello. Hello, Norma. What can we do for you? I just want to know when when to prune the uh, mulberry tree, please. Wait, do you it, know which mulberry it is? It? What's that? 
Do you know it's, which mulberry it is? Oh, yeah, it's the big black or something they call it, yep. Big black, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the best time to do that is in midwinter when it's dormant. What time? Midwinter, June, July. Oh, okay. Because it's just losing its leaves and then it'll go into dormancy, won't it? Yeah. 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 Yep. So that's, that's July. Right. Yep. Okay, it shouldn't then be losing its leaves. That uh, shouldn't be losing its leaves now. Oh, it's it's lost half of them. They 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 turn yellow and drop off. I don't have to do anything. It's self <laughs> self pruned. Oh. Mm. oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Maybe I've got it in too much shade. Yeah, they need full sun. Yeah, but I, I am going to move it into the full sun. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's on yeah, the bucket so. list. <laughs> yeah. One day, huh, Norma? Okay, so, so okay no, then that'll do normally, nicely. Yeah. Um, so normally um, they lose their leaves in winter, get their leaves in spring. That's why you prune them in winter. I wouldn't prune it now because it's we're coming into midsummer. Hmm. All right. I don't know what's going on with your mulberry there. Something <laughs> odd. Norma's mulberry is going a little bit rogue. So is your mic, actually, Sab. Um, yeah, just... I've just turned all my levels down. That's all right. I think now you've turned it down that I can barely hear you coming through your microphone. So just bump them back up a little bit and we'll bear with it uh, for a bit and see how we go. We'll and we can. This. We'll work this out. We will. Um, we always do. That? It's that, yeah. I've changed the um, – we, we like to do this uh, live to air. <laughs> so I've changed my input, output, the return. I don't know if that's got anything to do – I think it's just the actual mic, not the input. And no, no, that's all right. I'm used to with you, Sab, having to ride it to turn it down because we're so boisterous and loud and rowdy, but it's just a little louder yep. than normal. But that's all right. We will put that to bed, and if we need to, we've got your pick of the week where we can play with that some more, but we'll, we'll get... We'll play with it. That's yep. it. Uh, an email coming through, Sab. Hi, Sabrina. This is from John in Mount Lawley. Is this plant the edible scurvy weed? I've always known it <laughs> as wandering Jew. What do you know? Uh, yeah, definitely. It is. Um, so they used to call it Wandering Jew um, uh, because it, it moves through your garden. So it travels like many Jewish people travel. That's where the name came from. Right. But its proper name is Tradescantia pendula. And then last year they changed it from Tradescantia pendula to Tradescantia zebrina. Oh. Which I'm a bit upset about because um, I prefer the name leaf spiderwort, small leaf spiderwort, because <laughs> it's a really bad weed. <laughs> oh. uh, and um, so this particular small leaf spiderwort um, is really, if you have dogs and you have this weed in your garden, it causes massive allergies on dogs. They come out in welts and rashes and itch. And so if you've got that particular Tradescantia pendula, has a little purple, little blue-purple flower, um, get rid of it, Okay, I say. There we go. Let's uh, go back to our callers. John is in Albany. Hey, John. Hello. How can we help? Hello. Ah, Hello, yes, I, I've got a kanji, a bush. 
outside. It's about 15 yeah. years old. And I'd like to know, can I trim that right back now? Uh, no. Wrong time of the year, John. So you're going oh. to have to leave that until... Uh, the best time to prune comes here is at the end of summer. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. Anyway, I just did. I just wanted to know. I didn't want to start killing the yeah. poor old thing. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I would leave that until the end of summer, and then you can go for it because they actually prune sort of at the beginning of winter. Oh, I see. What about lemon trees? Can I trim? I've got a very big lemon tree. Can I trim that now? Uh, I wouldn't be pruning anything now, John, because I reckon we're going. Oh, you're in Albany. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Go for it. Okay. Definitely. Hook in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Thanks for that. Anyway. Good on you, John. Thanks very much. 18 past nine on Roots and Shoots. If you want to give us a call, 1300 720. Rowena's in the studio and uh, Sabby is down in glorious Jalorup. Let's head to Eenie, who's at Clackline. Hey, Eenie. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Yeah, good. Thank, thank you for your show. It's fantastic. Um, Sabby, I was just wondering, everywhere I go, I see mattresses. You know, like they're lying on the road, they're lying, waiting for someone to pick them up or whatever. Could we experiment and use it as a garden bed? Oh, that's a great idea. Well, there's just so um, many around. So, so Fill you it with mean soil take, and take, yeah, take the guts out of it and well, not even so the gut. Like I would even leave the guts. I'd just make holes, fill it with the good soil, and plant things and see. I just was wondering. Um, I'd like that's your bloody, advice, your that's opinion. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I reckon that's a great idea. Good stuff. Does it take ages for them to... Um, to to, 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 to deteriorate, yeah. To, yeah, yeah. You could just pop them up all the time. Yeah. Okay, well, I might give it yeah. a go. Yeah, give that a crack. Good on you, Edie. Thank you for giving us a call. Uh, Sab, a few texts here. Morning, Sabrina. Can I transplant Bougainvillea? They are seven years old and going well. The roots would be easy enough to dig up as they are all in raised garden beds. My parents, who live in Wales, planted them and we're considering a move back to a bush block and would like to take them with us, Rachel in Ellenbrook writes. Ah, Yeah, you can move them around anywhere, basically, if you can get close enough to them to dig them up. Very good. Um, roll on lawn going on yellow sand. How I, how do I need to prepare the sand? Bill from Corrigan would like to know. What's the best variety of roll on to use? Uh, well, for that area, I'd use either Kaikuyu or the softleaf buffalo um, because they will endure the summer. And also, if you're in an area that's prone to frost, um, they'll come back. So, uh, so now, if it's on yellow sand, the first thing you have to do is pH test that sand because it could be highly alkaline. And if that's the case, you're going to have to get some compost in there. Lawn actually likes sand, but it does need to be enriched. So compost, wetting agent, dig all that in, rake it all level, then get lawn, get some fertiliser down, some microbes down and then lay the lawn on top of that. 
Oh, good. All right. We'll uh, head to our next caller. Sorry, I've just got some gremlins in my system, Sav, so that wasn't too smooth. Oh. But we'll head to oh. Linda, who's in Mount Helena. Hey, Linda. Hi, ladies. Lovely day up here today. Uh, for the last, we've had about around about 25 years ago, we planted a row of boysenberries, berries, and young berries, as they have been very productive over the years. But now, in the last couple of years, the birds have found them, and so we're not getting the berries that we'd like. But also, the bandicoots are digging in the garden all the time, and they're suckering exponentially. Um, also, um, I'm by myself now for the last six months and I, we have a very large garden and I just need to downsize it a bit. Yeah. So we've decided to eradicate the berries. Ah, oh, okay. So I wondered if okay. you could give me some hints about that. Yeah, okay. So the, the only thing is um, you've got to... The only thing that's going to kill them is um, blackberry and tree killer because they'll keep coming back. Now, um, so you can spray what you have left with the blackberry tree killer. Um, so I would I would be spraying them now at this time of the year. That's the best time. So would you prune prune um, a lot of the growth off them first and still leave some on there? But- prune a lot they're quite Uh, no the the more no no the more leaf matter on it the better okay right all right then so we can do it after they've fruited yeah that's right yeah so is is blackberry and tree killer readily available Uh, yeah absolutely you can get it from hardware stores you can get it from nurseries yeah everyone's got it i haven't haven't been looking for it then and, and right, it's in a little to... bottle. It's in a little oh, brown okay. bottle. Yeah. Now it's a little bit goes a long get... way. Oh, okay. Thank you. We've been trying to get our laburnum tinus pruned for all the spring, and it's it's next weekend. Is that too late? It's very yeah. big. Yeah. Mm. We have to prune. I know Mantelina is a bit cooler, but I wouldn't be pruning anything at this time of the year, Linda. Um, I know, but it's going to reach our power line. Oh, is oh no, we'll definitely prune it. <laughs> that needs to be done then. <laughs> that's a God. They must be huge. It well, it's, it's just one, and we've kept it pruned over over the years to about the same size, but it hasn't been pruned for a couple of years, and it reaches to the sky. I can tell you. And we just want wow. to give it a really hard prune this year. Hard prune. I, yeah, you I can. And the. It, if yep. I pruned it and sprayed it with um, the um, oh, the the tree the guard stuff on your foliage, whatever it's called, off again. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that's a good idea. Yep. All right then. Okay. Well, yep. I think definitely do I that. I think I think it'll live. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Linda, thank you for giving us a call this morning, 25 past 9, 1300 If you would like to do the same, let's go to Patris from Goolwa Beach. Hi, Patris. Hi. How can we help? Hello, Patris. Patris, yeah, uh, you remember me? Uh, yeah, I do. Your mate Brooks here at the moment in South Australia. Oh, oh hello, Brooke. 
<laughs> yeah, he's off getting furniture. He's got his new uh, partner coming over from Bali and they're going to move back into Goolwa Beach, so that's fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Lucky duck. Lucky duck. So he's uh, furniture shopping. Anyhow, and what's uh, happening in your garden this morning, Patris? My tomato plants, the ones I bought, not the ones that come up from the chook poo, yeah. The <laughs> they got all these little tiny white dots on them, on the leaves. Uh, white dots. Okay. So that's either white fly or um, it wouldn't be scale. If you've got scale, that's a bit of a worry. Uh, or worse still, it could be a virus. Um, and if that's the case... Not much you can do apart from trying to keep them as healthy as possible and um, just keep them growing. So oh, if it yeah. is scale or white fly, you you can um, you can just spray with a pyrethrum spray. Yeah, no, I don't think it's that. Um, the tiny little dots, like um, you know, a, a pinprick type of that small. Oh, okay, so um, so that's something that's sucking the sap out of the leaf. Again, you can use pyrethrum. All right, Patrice. So it'll leave a, leave a little mark. Thank you. Uh, we've got text coming through, we've got emails coming through, and we've got Sab's Pick of the Week coming your way in just a couple of minutes from now. Sab, Roger writes, Hi, Sabrina. Can you please talk to me about using treated pine poles to create a veggie garden fence? Poles will be on the outside edge of the garden. CSIRO reports says soil impacts are localised to the pine. What are your thoughts? Okay, so they do know because now the thing with the pine poles or most pine, it's treated, it's given a white ant treatment and the white ant treatment is uh, has arsenic in it, which is why they say don't grow your veggie on treated pine. The arsenic actually, um, CSIRO have tested it and, it and it's, you know, within two millimetres. So if you are concerned about that, you can either put plastic in uh, behind the, the pine pole or you paint it with an acrylic paint. Okay. There we go, Roger. Thank you, Sab. Uh, Greg says, can you prune a Rottnest Island pine and a paperbark tree? You can definitely prune a paperbark tree. With the Rottnest Island pine, you can't prune back into the hardwood. So with the rotto pine, you need to do little and often. So you can prune it every year to keep a nice tight shape. But you can't go – if you take more than 30% off, that whole limb will die back. All right, perfect. Thank you, Sab. Uh, email here coming from Lil. I hope the following pictures depict my dilemma. I think you've got this one, Sab. My yeah, I've got the pic. Yep. yep, which is over 20 years old, suddenly dropped about a metre in height during the week and I've propped it up, as you can see. So am I yep. able to cut some of it off or replant? Now, the thing with monsterias is once they – so they – they develop those huge, big aerial roots as climbing roots. So they're not actually supplying food to the monstera. Now, if you cut its head off, the monstera will shoot from the base. And the best time to do that is now. 
because it's a tropical plant. So you can do, you can get two plants out of this. So you, you can cut it right down near the base, but you have to leave at least 40 centimetres of stem. Okay. Um, then the top bits that you cut off, you cut off all those aerial roots, you strip off the lower two leaves, and then you plant that little stump, and you get, you get that. There we go. Marvellous. Jolly good, Sabrina. There you go, Lil. Hopefully that's helpful for you. Hey, it's almost half past nine, so let's do it <gasps> right oh. on time. Wow. <laughs> it is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick, pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Ah, oh, Sab, what have you got for us this week? Well, I was on the back veranda with the girls mm-hmm. uh, and this little song came on and I'd forgotten about it because it's an oldie, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then there's been a lot of talk about soccer where this yes. song was, was played and I thought this is one of the best hip, shaken, yes. um, get up, clap your hands, leap around your back veranda songs I've heard in a long time. So I thought we'd go back in the past, we'll play Shakira. This time for Africa. Let's do it. There you have it. Sab's pick of the week from this week. Very quickly, Sam from Jero's fired. Nope, just nope. This song is a big nope. Uh, uh, I haven't made Sam happy the last few no, weeks, have no, I? No, that's um, uh, William says... <laughs> Shakira is, I'm quite enjoying William's takes. Shakira is my hero for one, having the same birthday as me, two, being charged with tax evasion, and three, once managing to split her leather breeches on stage. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, all sorts of random feedback, don't we? David tells us it's a shocker. Um, yeah, a bit slow Happy. on the feedback this morning, but that's okay. I'm sure we will hear people's thoughts as they come through or as they turn their radio back to 720 or ABC Radio WA. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever it is, that's okay. Uh, if you want to give us a call this morning, we have got a couple of lines open at the moment, 1300 720. So feel free to jump on the phones and give us a call. Plenty of texts to go through, Sab. We might go through a few now. Uh, another William writes, is a dilute molasses feed good to keep nematodes out of my tomatoes growing in grow sacks? Um, now, it's interesting, the whole thing about molasses. Mm. So my take on molasses for nematodes is that the molasses actually increases the microbial fungi and bacteria in the soil and it's the bacteria that actually knocks off the nematodes, not so much right. the molasses. Um, but if it works, then by all means, go ahead and put molasses on. The nematicides that they use, you would never use on edible crops. Um, so I wouldn't be using those. Mm-hmm. Nematode, root not nematode loves sandy poor, nutrient-poor soil that's hydrophobic. So number one, build up your soil, get some clay in there, get compost, use a wetting agent, 
um, and go and get a bucket of soil microbes because there is a bacteria that actually predates on root knot nematode and kills them. So... There we go, William. Hey, Sab, Jen from Kalgoorlie called Roots and Shoots for the first time. Small steps. Ah. She wasn't quite ready to come on air, but she did tell Eb that she loved the song and that's all she called oh, for. Thank you, Jen from Cal. See, people in Kalgoorlie have excellent <laughs> taste, Ro. Indeed. Claire in Bunbury, best ever. I had to stop dancing around the patio in case I stabbed <gasps> the pool with my secateurs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Annette from Latham says, Yoo-hoo, cracking song, Sabby. Oh, Misty marvelous. in SA, love it, Sab. Uh, loved it. Cheers from Rosemary. So, yeah, there's plenty of fans. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're, you're We've good. got a few thumbs down and more thumbs up. That's what we like. Indeed, indeed. Um, Sabrina, a nice ornamental tree up to two metres that will look amazing in a big pot in Mandra, please. Full sun position, Lucy says. I wouldn't call a two-metre plant a tree, but um, <laughs> okay. Tree. So, so if in a pot, I would. So you want a small tree. So you've got things like crab apples. They are really pretty, and they're only small. You've got dwarf apple apples that give you apples. <laughs> um, you've got any dwarf fruit tree. There's a beautiful flowering peach tree mm. um only flowers in spring though uh I, my pick would be a crab apple okay there we go that's a nice choice for you annie says when can i water my mango ah okay so if it's got lots of little baby fruit on it wait until the fruit gets bigger so the fruit so you 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 stop watering once it once the fruit set okay so once the fruit gets to sort of a third of a way in its development, then you can start putting water on again. Okay. And one more before we go back to our phones from Grace. Good morning. My pomegranate is having a third flush of flowers. Do I have to respray for heart rot again? No. Okay. No. Let them go. Easy. Perfect. There you go, Grace. All right. Back to your callers. Uh Let's go to Yungarillup. It's Elvie. Hey, Elvie. Uh, good morning, and thank you for your show. That's okay. I have a lawn of uh, weeds. We live in a paddock. I've got about <laughs> yeah. 1,500 square metres, and it doesn't add up to get the small bags. I've got dandelions. We've got some sort of Indian flax. We've got clover and everything else that I cannot even sort of recognise. Could you please tell me how I can look after the lawn and uh, get rid of the weeds? What what lawn is it? Well, it's just the nasty one out of the paddock, very fine. Is it cooch or kaikuya? The mean oh, it'll one. It'll be a cooch. <laughs> yes, yes, okay, you. so you're going to have to do a prolonged attack because you've got so many different types of weeds. Yes. So you can use a... Um, you can use a weed killer for broadleaf weeds. Yes. I would do that first. Now, any any weed killer that you use, the more leaf matter on it, the better. So don't prune them, yep. cut them more. So if they're nice and big, um, hopefully they haven't seeded yet. Yeah, That's when seeded. you hit them. It's all seeded, but it's mowed, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. 
Well, you'd, you'd have to start with a broadleaf weed killer mm-hmm. um, and is see what that knocks off. Is there anything in the weed and feed section that I could just broadcast something and it will get rid of quite a few of it or just have to go with a liquid or a granular? I'd go with a liquid for that area that you've got. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. What could I do? And, and because it's a big, big, because it's a big area, you can actually get people in that come and do it for you. Because mm. they have a machine on the back of a little, like a, a little tractor, like a mini, it's like a ride on lawnmower, um, and then they do it very quickly. Because that's fifteen hundred square meters. That's a fair bit to go out <laughs> yeah. there with a pump action sprayer. <laughs> Need a few mates. Um, Sab, Yo-Yo's in Bedford. Love the song. I'm mixing fruitcake for Christmas and it was good jiggling my Latin bum as I stirred. (laughs) (laughs) What a vision. How marvellous. I agree. I I love the, um, yeah, I love the descriptions. Gail from Derby. I was grooving at the sink. Good choice for the beginning of a busy weekend, she says. And uh, Charmaine says, hi, girls. I don't get up till you finish on a Saturday. So thigh slapping in bed to that little ripper. (laughs) Loved it. (laughs) It was really funny, Ro, because my my nine-year-old granddaughter, uh, they had their concert. Yep. On Thursday, and so they they had to do they had to sing and dance, and um, <laughs> and her mum is from Chile, so <laughs> she's Isadora already has this natural hip <laughs> moving thing. Yes, yes. So they're all standing in a line, and out of everyone, <laughs> Izzy's the only one. She's got the hips going and the hands, <laughs> and it's all coordinated. And I was just weeping with laughter because you could just and see. Pride. The Chilean pride coming out in her. <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, Completely adorable. Uh, let's head to Albany, Sav, and say hello to Liz. Hi, Liz. Oh, hi. Um, hello, Liz. We have, hello. <laughs> um, we have a problem with our silver beet. It doesn't grow particularly well. Um and it's, it seems after a, a, a period of time it develops these little sort of orange spots that then go pale around and and the, the leaves go pale and it's just not very good. And necrotic and then it forms a hole. Um, yeah. So uh, now it's really interesting because you're the third person that's rung up and and has this symptom, but the only person that's actually sent me a photo, so now I can look at it, which is really interesting because it looks like a bacterial spot or a type of rust that's... um, Now, I didn't know that silver beet could get a rust. So if on the backs of the leaves, Liz, is there any, um, like, pustules, any orange or yellow... Pustules? Um, I don't think so. Hang on, I'm just going out to have a look. Um, just put my shoes on. Two ticks. <laughs> if it's, if it's, I'm running. Blood if it's radio. not that, it's a, it's a bacterial. Oh, dogs joining in. <laughs> oh, good, excellent. We know the more the merrier. Um, it's no. interesting because we have had a couple of calls about this. Yeah, no, there aren't. It's it okay. So sort of like holes, little holes. Yeah, yeah. So 
what happens is it's a bit hard to tell when I magnify the picture. Bacterial spots are usually angular and fungal ones are circular and these look circular. So now I'm a bit concerned about that. So thank you for sending the picture through to me, Eb, because I'm going to send that to the Ag Department. I haven't seen this on silver beet before um, and I'm just a bit concerned about have you got the my pest guide reporter app I haven't no I could get it though well you don't need I'm going to send this off to them and just see what this is because we have had a few calls about it um, and if it's a type of uh, fungal disease I've never seen it nor heard of it before. And if it's bacterial, the same. I haven't heard of that. So if okay. you could bear with us, Liz, I'll send that off um, and get that ID'd by the pest and disease people. Um, and then I'll talk about it next week. Lovely. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Liz, I would um, cut those down. I take those leaves off. Oh, we're just off. going to pull them all out. They've, they've, yeah. It's right through the whole, um, the whole crop that we've got. The whole and it's crop. the second okay. time, the second oh. lot that we've planted and that it's happened to. Wow. Painful. Okay. Yep, definitely get rid of them. I'll get it ID'd for you. Okay, lovely. Thank you very much. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for sending your photo through. Uh, we're going to go to Rockingham. Ken's there. Hi, Ken. Good morning, ladies. Hello. Morning. Hey, Sabrina, um, up against a north-facing wall, I've got several um, things in pots, and I'm wondering, because um, only one side of the plants get um, sun, should I rotate the pots, and if so, how often yeah. should I do it? That's a marvellous idea, and that's what people do with indoor plants too, Ken. So every uh, fortnight, every okay. two to three weeks, just rotate yep. them around. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Good on you, and Ken. thank you for caring so much about your potted plants. It is nice, isn't it? Bradley from yeah. Bustleton writes, Sabrina, little barley grass, how do you get rid of it from the lawn? Barley grass. Oh, barley. Oh, oh, that's easy. You just pull it up. Simple as that. Yeah, because you need, see, all the barley, well, that'll all, have, that'll all be in seed now. You have to control, the best time to control weeds is when they first emerge. Once they've seeded, then you've got, you're going to have all those weeds coming back the next year. One of the most efficient ways of making sure that you get everything is to actually pull them up. Mm. Uh, Bez writes, my Wurtz avocado has been in the ground for two years and is growing very well, except it's spreading sideways along the ground instead of up. How can I make it grow taller as well as sideways? I live in Bustleton. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, okay. So you under prune those lower branches. Okay. So if you take those lowest branches off, now the Wurtz is a dwarf avocado and the reason it's dwarf, it's because it grows sideways, not upwards. So that's already in its DNA right. to do that. So you can either use prop sticks to prop them up and tie them or tie them to the main stem so that when the sap, and you do that in summer when you've got lots of sap flow and then... Uh, as the cooler weather comes on, the, the wood hardens or you can prune off the lower limbs or you can do both of those things. 
So many options. Thank you, ah, Sab. Thanks. There you go, Bez. Uh, let's go to Sally, who's called in from Perth. Hey, Sally. Oh, hi, Ro. Hi, Sabrina. Um, I've got a bell apple that's fruiting for the first time. It's in a big pot. And I yeah. just want to know if there's what I can do to help it along or if I do need to do anything. Have you got more than one apple, Sally? No, just the one. Because ah, that's Pinkerbell and it all apples need a pollinating partner. So someone else close to you must have an apple. Uh, oh, otherwise okay. you wouldn't be getting the apples. Okay, so okay. Um, just you can fertilise it now and water it um, and then it will do everything it needs to do itself. Oh, good. Um, it's also got its leaves are curling. What? Um, not all of them, but... Some of them are curling. That Is that be, a bug of anything? Yeah, that's a little sap sucker. Could be white fly. Um, so if it's in flower, I wouldn't be doing anything at the moment. Okay. Yeah. So it. you can Ooh. you can just use a, a soap, a potassium soap spray for the leaves to get rid of that white fly. Okay. And do I have to do like um, pick off any of the fruit? For, no, it will naturally um, drop them. Yeah. Okay. It'll then. just drop them itself. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to my first crop. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. So exciting, <laughs> isn't it? It is. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Good on you, no Sally. Worries. Thank you. Um, Anne has sent us a text wondering about the app I download to listen to the cricket. Uh and you need to download the ABC Listen app, I'm pretty sure, and um, then the ABC Sport button on there. Cricket, the play at the Wacker gets underway again. I think it's not until half past 10. Grandstand uh, is on air, but you're not missing the cricket if you're listening to Roots and Shoots at the moment. However, the app is wonderful. Everyone should listen. Download the ABC Listen app, uh, and you can listen to all sorts of wonderful stuff, including this show, including um, sport when it's on at the same time. If you prefer to list, be listening to that, um, that is the uh, little app that you certainly want to be downloading. Back to our callers, thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. If you want to sneak one in before the news at ten o'clock, we're going to Pat in Albany. Hi, Pat. Oh, hi, hi, ladies. Um, hi, Pat. Yes, Sabrina. Uh, a question for you. I read that I shouldn't have put tree mul- uh, chopped tree mulching around my native garden, which I'm getting very pre- proud of. Mm. So should I rake those um, wood chips, they are? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so, so the thing I with wood chips... Should I those away from around the native plants? Well, you just... You can't have it where it's butting up to the to the main stem of the plant. That's the big thing. That's the other the thing, thing with, with wood chips, if you are using wood chips, just to throw a bit of um, a bit of fertiliser around there um, yep. and water that in with a wetting agent. So if you do all that, it's going to be okay. Okay. So would um, one of those sea, sea mungusy things be all right? Yep. Perfect. Yep. Great. Oh, thank That's you. That's perfect. And also, I have a huge, I mean huge, Albertine flowering beautifully. <gasps> and it, uh, the rotting or the tree stump that it's been growing over has suddenly collapsed. It's broken off. And <gasps> I've got to, um, you know, prune that Albertine back when I can get near it. 
Yeah. So I can do that as it finishes flowering as each cane, can I? Uh, yeah, but look, I'd be very careful about doing a hard prune until the end of summer, Pat. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's a bit of a mess. Um, I mean, it looks stunning at the moment, but... Yeah, it'd be amazing. Can you yeah. wait till the end of summer? I probably have to, I think. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't want to lose it. She's magnificent. No, no. If you wait till the end of summer, then you can go, yep. And then, so you can prune off what you need to prune off and then in winter, do another prune. Okay. I'm going to have to make a new, or get my husband to make a new big stand for it of some yeah. description. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're Thanks. beautiful okay. rose. Thanks, ladies. You're welcome. Thanks, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Let's go straight to Steve, who's in Bustleton. Hey, Steve. Hey, good morning to you, Sabrina. Um, Hi, and Steve. I enjoyed the song. I enjoyed the song, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> now, um, I've got a Manchurian pear um, yeah. that sadly I've had an arborist look at, and he said it's dead. Um, oh. I've got to replace a tree, not in the same yeah. spot, a similar spot. Um, yeah. I'm looking for suggestions of trees that would be suitable. I face uh, sort of uh, west, if you like. Uh, Bustle, yeah. of course, faces north of the sea. Um, yeah. We get the strong northwesters in. Um, the reason we put the Manchurian pear in is because, it's, A, it's deciduous and yeah. It has a beautiful flower and um, it also has a, a lovely leaf coverage during summer to protect our windows and so forth uh, when the yeah. sun goes down. Yeah. So I'm yeah. looking for a replacement that would be more salt, salt tolerant because it, the arborist seems to think that it's the salt that has actually um, encrusted and killed it. Um, the other alternative suggestion was that maybe it's moved away from the rootstock. Um, so um, I'm looking for a suggestion to replace, basically. Well, you know what? I'd put in an arm, um, an almond tree. Almonds right. are so tough. Um, yep. They're fast growing. They'll grow in the salt there, and they're beautiful in flower. Okay. And they're that really sounds... tough. Yeah, and and they and they provide lovely shade in the winter. This this uh, Manchurian pear had a beautiful umbrella shape. Um, yeah. And, and it would form part of the character of the of the house and the property. Um, unfortunately, yeah. it's gone. But um, yeah, yeah. Now so, I'd put an okay. almond in. If you get one, there's one called All in One, um, and it uh, gives you lots and lots of nuts. Good on you, Steve. Thank you. We're going to Kate now, who's in Carlisle. Good morning, Kate. Morning, girls. How could we help you, morning, Kate? Kate. Um, something is eating one of my plants and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I can hear I know. that. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the picture of when it first went in and then the picture mm-hmm. now where it's just really just sticks. Now, yeah. The, the, yeah. the little mongrel that's doing that is a caterpillar. So you need to get um, okay. either a BT spray, like a bacteria spray, you're going to have to okay. spray it every fortnight to try and break the life cycle of those little – There sure. are. it's a very, very I tiny mean, like, little I butterfly. I like the butterflies, but this is a bit, this is yeah. a bit much. <laughs> oh, that, it's really decimated yeah. your Mona Lavender. Yeah. Okay, so okay, um, caterpillars, all right. Yeah, so, so a yeah. caterpillar-specific spray is what you need. 
All right, I will do. I had had snails that um, um, I planted bulbs this year and um, our local snails managed to eat an entire plant oh, overnight. Oh, so, no. you know. Oh, I know there. it's hard it's part of gardening. <laughs> it is part of gardening. We had um, a lady ring in a couple of weeks ago, and she said she uses that the personal insect repellent, oh, yeah. mosquito repellent, on those little snails kills them instantly. Oh, jeez. There's another <laughs> option then, Kate. <laughs> uh, thanks for giving us a call this morning, Alan in Minglup. Good morning. Oh. Yeah. Hi, my. Beautiful dog. I uh, had to put down. He had heart Aww. disease, which was terrifying Aww. and horrible. Um, and I want to plant a tree. We live in Mealup. I've got gravelly uh, clay soil. Um, yep. and so just past Dunsborough. And I want to plant a tree that does injustice. So it's all Jarrah mm. and Mary country. Um, yep. And I want a spectacular tree to put his ashes around. Bless. Aww. What sort of dog was he, Alan? He was a Weimarana, and he was the best, oh. most knowing dog you could ever imagine. So, yeah. Yeah, They're very intelligent, aren't they, Weimaranas, and very loyal. Beautiful, beautiful Oh, that's dog. sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I would be looking at one of the, um, the red flowering gums. You can get them where they're grafted um, because they would do magnificently in that soil. So um, there's many different varieties that are grafted now for the red flowering gum. So, um, and where can I get them from? Um, I'm going to text Ebony right now, <laughs> and she. So if you stay on the line, I'll put Alan back on hold. If you yeah. send that through to Eb uh, Sab, and then Eb can yeah. let Alan know the magic or not so much magic of radio yeah. today. We've had to lay it all bare while we navigated uh, all our challenges, but that's okay. We've got just a couple of minutes till the news, so I think that's time for us to slip in Kerry, who's in Geraldton. Hi, Kerry. Oh, hi, Ro. Hi, Sabrina. Hi, Kerry. I've got, hello. I've got a, um, a peach tree that's got lots of peaches on it. Um, they're fairly small at the moment, but the leaves are going all brown, and I'm wondering if I need to add something to it, some fertiliser to it, or if this is like a natural thing that peach trees do when they're fruiting. Uh, no, they shouldn't be going brown, so which is a bit of a worry. But because the fruit's half developed, the only thing you can do is um, get some microbes, soil microbes in the soil, give them a drench with a um, uh, there's a uh, a dead fish, a carp fish fertilizer, <laughs> liquid fertilizer you can use. I would drench the soil with that. Um, and just keep the water up. You you can't really do anything else, Kerry, at this time of the year. Good on you, Kerry. Thank you very much for your call. Uh, on our way to the news, Yo-Yo's in Bedford has got in touch again to help out with the caterpillar crisis. I have a pet duck, Yo-Yo says. No major caterpillars or grubs live long around oh. here. They don't rip up the garden and I po- hose her poo onto the grass. Yeah, ducks are great for all sorts of pets. They've got solutions to everything and we love that. It's great, isn't it, Ro? It's wonderful. Sab, you enjoy your time down south. Travel safe back up to us so I can see you in the studio next Saturday and have yourself a jolly good week. 
Ah, thank you so much, Rose. <laughs> You're very welcome. Sabrina Hahn coming to us live from Jalore up this morning. That's it from us, the Roots and Shoots crew. Thanks as always, Eb. Have yourselves a fabulous Saturday. This is an ABC podcast.